thank you guys and happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're not all fed up. God's got more for you. So fun to be able to do this together. If you're joining us for the first time ever, whether it's online or in the house, welcome. You are family here at College Street. And we know it's not by coincidence that you're here today. And I believe that God's got something that's going to take you, even if you feel like things are good, but from good to great. Is that okay? All right. Are you ready to be stretched this morning? You know, speaking of stretching, so my fitness coach did some changing to my routine, which involved heavier weights, more reps too. It's, it's variable. And increased resistance. How many of you like resistance? No, like no one. Go figure. We don't like it. We don't love it. And one of the things that um, I need to work on is my stretching. Hey, Sam, you could probably help me out with that. Do you know it's important that we get stretched? Or that it's important that we stretch intentionally? See, we stretch because it... Um, it keeps the muscles flexible, it keeps them strong and healthy, and it helps us to maintain a range of motion. You with me? Without it, muscles shorten, they get tightened, and otherwise when you call on your muscles for activity, they're unable to extend all the way. Could you work on your stretching today? It's a lot like us as human beings, isn't it? You know, we stretch by reading the scripture. It stretches us. We become flexible. We become stronger, healthier, and it increases our range of motion. And how many of you know, without motion, you're going to miss your miracle? Because faith without works is dead. We need to stretch. Turn to someone and say, stretch. Why not even just try it in the house or if you're watching online, just stretch your arms out really tall. Oops, sorry, didn't mean to show you my abs. <laughs> right, doesn't that feel good? God is calling us to stretch. Because if we don't stretch, just like our muscles, if we don't read the word of God and we don't um, get a larger range of motion, our ability to handle stress is shortened and we become uptight. Anyone been uptight lately? Okay, you don't have to answer that. So it's time we stretch more. Today we're going to be stretching in the scripture found in Matthew 12. And that was the other thing my fitness coach said. I need to drink more water. So we're going to water it with the word. Living, yeah, you're with me, Pastor Rudy? We're in this together. How many of you know you all need accountability? Mm-hmm. Not doing it alone. So, how many of you could use some change from your current situation? Like, it could be better, let's be honest. Right? And, and we don't base change on circumstances or chance. You see, here at College Street, we're intentional to take steps that will help us advance. You got that tree? That's for you. It rhymes, right? So it must be true. <laughs> So for some of us, some of us, let's be honest, it's going to take a miracle to get out of the mess that we're in. 
It just so happens that miracles are in motion for us, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we've titled this series. Not just scarcity, but mindsets and miracles. You know, for things to change around us, first we have to experience change within us. Like Romans 12 says that we are to transform by the renewing of our mind. Then we will be able to test and approve what God's good and perfect will is. Right? But it starts with our mindset. I've noticed that any time in the Bible that there was a miracle, it required emotion. An action that would activate a miracle. I'll say that again. An action that would activate a miracle. But before you can get better, you first have to believe. For as a man or woman thinks in their heart, so they are or so they become. Right? I said this before, but everything starts with a thought followed by a feeling and then an action. You will always move in the direction of your greatest thought. That's why we got to deal with the mindset before we can experience the miracle. I want to share with you how Jesus stretched the religious leaders by performing a miracle in the temple on the Sabbath. You see, because at that time it was religiously illegal to heal on the Sabbath. And just before the verse we're about to read, Jesus and his disciples were going through the grain field on a Sabbath picking grain, and the religious leaders pointed it out that they were working on a Sabbath. But how many of you know we get so caught up sometimes even in religion that we miss the relationship, right? We get so caught up in a way of doing something, expecting different results, that we miss out on what God wants to do with our relationship with him. So we're going to start in verse uh, 6, if you've got your Bibles with you. If not, it should be on the screen there. Verse 6 of uh, Roman, or sorry, Matthew 12. Matthew 12, verse 6. I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. This is Jesus speaking. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent. Whew. That hits, doesn't it? Mercy instead of sacrifice. Here's my first point. And if you're following along in the YouVersion app, it'll be right there. You can put your own notes. And if you're not, why aren't you? <laughs> Check it out. It's really cool. We need to do less condemning and more curing. You hear me? Less condemn. You know what? People are in need of healing now more than ever. Isn't that true? We talked about we need to replace complaining with celebrating. How's that worked out for you, really? Sorry? Very well. Very well. <laughs> I like that. Less condemning, more curing. At times, it's so easy to focus our faith on sacrifice, yet Jesus desires mercy. Say mercy. So what and who are we missing? Are we so focused on the way of doing things that we're missing, again, thy way, the way, being Jesus? In Matthew 25, verse 40, Jesus says this, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, 
whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Less condemning, more curing. You see, the religious leaders wouldn't have anything to do with people that were sick or non-Jewish. But Jesus did. They considered these people sinners, unclean. And they condemned those, the very people that needed a cure. Christ was that cure. You see, he walks into our space, he walks into our place, and he is moved by mercy. Mercy. Our Savior requires mercy more than sacrifice. I think we could work on that one. You know, when the religious leaders question who Jesus was spending time with in Luke 5, 31 to 32, Jesus answered, healthy people don't need a doctor. Right? Sick people do. I have not come to call, to call those who think they are righteous. Come on. But those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Repentance leads to our redemption. How can people be restored if they are being ignored? If they are being condemned? And if we're not careful, we'll condemn the called. Because we're all called. And so many times we get in the way or our thought pattern gets in the way or our idea of something gets in the way and we miss out. We've been talking about building walls, right? Scarcity, scarcity. It's a play on words, scare city. We build literally buildings. We build walls by the words that we say every day. What we think we can or cannot do, who we think God can or cannot use, we put up walls, unhealthy walls. And especially in this season, for some reason, we are led to believe that there is a lack when our God is a limitless God and he's not a God of lack. So there's certain walls that need to come down and there are certain healthy walls like we learned this morning in Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. There are healthy walls and unhealthy walls. Which ones are we building in this season and are we missing the miracle, not just for ourselves, but for others? We need to have a mindset of mercy. For many of us, this is a stretch. How about this? Showing mercy when people are being mean, right? That's a stretch for me. I can take so much, but when you start being mean towards my family and my friends, it's really hard to show mercy. Our flesh wants to show meanness, right? And Jesus says, mercy. In verse 9, it says, going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. Oh, let's go further. We were in the field. Now I'm stepping in, <laughs> right? Let's just go right to the temple. Come on, right into the middle of church. I love it. In verse 10, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. How would you like to be known by your defect? We don't know his name. We just know he was a man with a shriveled hand. How many times do we label others and condemn others to a condition? Come on. But you're much more 
than the condition that you may be in. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about laws and liberties. Woo! Are you still with me? Do you still like me? Okay, there's always good news at the end, just so you know. Laws and liberties. Is it lawful? This seems to be a question going on a lot lately. Is it lawful? Is it lawful? Is it lawful? What authority do we have? And how do we reason with our rights when things keep changing? One moment it might be lawful, the next moment it's not. You know, I studied law and I graduated from criminal justice in 2003. And in my first semester, the thing that I was shocked most about that our instructors told us is that we have a lot more rights than we are led to believe. A lot more rights than we are led to believe. Most people just comply. Why? Because we don't like confrontation. But largely because they don't know their rights. You see, man-made religion is no different. I'll say that again. Man-made religion is no different. The real question should be, whose law will liberate you? God's or man's? One will control you. The other will cure you. Pastor Rudy, would you come help me out with this next part? It will cure your mindset so you can experience your miracle. But here's the thing. <laughs> oh, boy, this is going to be difficult. He does have the right to remain silent. <laughs> See, the enemy wants to rob you of your rights. Your right to be restored. Your right to be healed. Your right to heal others. He wants you to believe that you don't have any authority. And therefore, he uses fear to control us. But God's law, Jesus' law, is the law that liberates us. Jesus talks about in the scripture about a sheep that falls into a pit. And he says, if your sheep would fall into a pit on a Sunday, wouldn't you pull it out? Ladies and gentlemen, when did livestock become more important than people's livelihood? Right? How much more valuable are you than sheep? Jesus says. In verse 12, he says, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. In verse 13, I, I love this verse. And then he says to the man, stretch out your hand. And so he stretches it out and it becomes completely restored. Just as sound as the other. 
Magic trick, eh? You like that? <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Rudy. I appreciate you. <laughs> I got out of it without you. Yeah. Thought I could use your help, but here's my third point. Called out. We are called out to be cured. Called out. That man was called out to stretch out his hand. How would you like to be called out of the crowd? What if I called you out right here, right now, and told you to stand up? Called you out with something in your life that you've hidden all this time that has limited you? Called out. As a kid, it must have been hard. I'm sure he was picked on. As a laborer, he would have been limited. Even being in the synagogue with a deformity like that would have been considered unclean and sinful. But for many of us, and like the religious leaders, we get pretty good at hiding our sins. Can you see it? Oh, you know it's there. <laughs> we get good at hiding those things that are limiting us, that have got us bound, chained. Even the religious leaders, they got really good at hiding their sins. Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. In Matthew 23, 27 to 28, he says, on the outside, you appear to be people of righteousness, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. He calls them out of their need to control. He's calling us out on our need to be cured. And it requires a stretch. Romans 3.23 says, we've all sinned. We all fall short. None of us are exempt from sin. And all of us are in need of a savior, of a surgeon. We can all find ourselves in need of a brain surgeon, a heart surgeon. And that's what Jesus does. He transforms mindsets to miracles. You see, the calling to be cured, it starts with a stretch. It starts with a stretch. And God is stretching you. God is stretching me. God is stretching this church. Imagine if we as a church continue to be stretched by the scripture, stretched by the word of God and not the worries of this world. Imagine if we open up our homes and our hearts to reach out to others through mercy and not meanness. You see, meanness builds walls, mercy removes them. And this is it. We are being stretched so that we can extend our reach as a church. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. 
my takeaway for you is this. He calls us to stretch so that we can be cured. And our cure is not in a condition. Our cure is in Christ. Would you stand with me right now? Would you just stand to your feet? Stretch a little bit. Something happens in this posture. Isn't that true? This is how he wants to keep you. The enemy wants to keep you like this. He doesn't want you to reach out to others. He doesn't want you to reach up to God. And your miracle requires movement. The whole reason that we stretch is so we can extend our reach. And if you're here today, maybe you've been stretched in other ways, but you're like the person I talked about where you feel like you've been really edgy, you've been tight, you haven't been able to reach for what God wants you to reach for, feel like all your muscles are tight, your mind is tight, your relationships are tight, not in a good way, (laughs) but in a way that's agitating each other. God wants you to reach out today. As a team, we prayed for you today. And we're not here to play church. God has called us to be the church, to stretch out and to reach out, to lay hands on the sick. And the biggest reach that you will ever reach for in your life will always be a relationship with Jesus. Always. And if you're here today and you're ready to receive all the good things that God has for you in your life. If you've come to that point, maybe even tried religion. Remember, Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He came to start a relationship. He came to prove a point. He cares for you. He loves you. And whatever that thing is that you've got hidden, he wants to make you whole. So right here, right now, if you want to be home and you're tired of reaching for other things, reach for Jesus. Paul, Paul says in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. For some of you, that's a reach. But it takes belief. I think this is the perfect day, Thanksgiving day, the day the Lord has made. His super wants to touch your natural today. I believe that his joy wants to be your strength today. And he wants to restore that which was robbed from you today. So let's just pray together. And if you'd be so bold, would you just pray with me? If you prayed this prayer or something like it before, would you pray it with me and if you've never prayed this prayer just do so with your whole heart say dear Jesus I'm ready to stretch I'm ready to reach I know what it's like to mess up to do wrong and to sin would you please forgive me I'm tired of reaching for my own thing. 
I'm reaching to you today. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I believe that you chose to die for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Thank you that today's a new day. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment. Keep your eyes closed. Stay in the moment. There's more. There's more. God's got more for you. On this Thanksgiving day, it's easy to look at what's missing, what we don't have. But God is saying, look to me. Look at what you do have. Look at what I'm about to give you. And while all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, if, if you know there's an area in your life where you could use healing today, I don't want to embarrass you or call you out. Just Would you just stretch out and just give me a thumbs up? Be like, yep, 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 yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to pray for that. We're going to do something different today. But my other question was, if you prayed that prayer, which we just prayed, inviting Jesus into your heart, into your life, a relationship, that stretch for you today was you. Could you just give me a thumbs up? All heads are bowed. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So at College Street, we believe worship is our weapon. And there's so much that God wants to do in us that he commissioned us to go into all the world, making disciples and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And every week we fill this tank out of faith with water. Because we as a church, we want to get out of the way so God can step in. And if you don't know what baptism is about, in Romans it says that we are commissioned, we are called to be baptized with Christ. And then when we go in the water, we are buried with him. All all the stuff that in our past, all the stuff that held us back, it, it stays in the water. And when we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. Oh, woo, yeah, we need one more woo in the house. Come on. It's the most powerful thing you probably ever witnessed or may experience next to your relationship with Jesus. On this Thanksgiving day, if you want to leave something behind and stretch out and step in, we don't make it difficult. I'm going to be down there. Team's going to be down there. We've got towels. We've got extra clothes. But then I mentioned, too, that God has put on our heart as a church. There are some people need a touch just like Jesus when he healed people he didn't have to touch them to heal them but he knew they needed a touch because nobody else would touch them and if that's you today and you just need a touch and you'd like prayer you can come down to my right or on my left and and I would just welcome you to come forward while we worship And if you don't feel comfortable with that, that's okay too. You can stay right in your seat and God can touch you there. But if you need a touch today and you need some prayer, just feel free while we worship to come forward. Let's praise God together. Come on.